drop those pants and roll those dice. It's party time. What the? Okay. <laughs> All right. You know what? You told me to brought it this week. I am going to give you that one. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hello. It's Nikki. And Tyler. And this is Page Turners. And Button Mashers. Oh, man. We started again. <laughs> oh, okay, thanks. Um, <laughs> welcome back, guys. Yeah, welcome back. Eleven. Number eleven. We have surpassed number ten. Oh my god. Oh, who knew, right? We're in double digits officially. <clears throat> yeah, I choked on my spit. Don't worry about me. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna start on my book. All right. All right. Do it. Because this Please. is episode two. Of Alice in Zombieland series by Gina Showalter. So it's book number two, not episode one of the first book. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. I just okay. wanted to clarify that. Clarification. Is but important. this book is called Through the Zombie Glass. Through the Zombie. Oh, oh, like Through the Looking. Okay. Yes, exactly. That was the easiest thing to compare. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, to recap a bit of what happened at the end of the last book, um, Allie's family died. Uh, she found out zombies were real. She started to kick zombie ass, and uh, then as she was doing so, her new boyfriend Cole nearly cut her in half accidentally. Nice. Right? Classic. Okay, so now, like, Allie was super restless. She wants to get back out there. She had been resting for over a month at this point, um, but Cole was all like, no, you have to rest. My orders. Um, but we can definitely celebrate Halloween. <laughs> and Allie's like, okay, that'd be fine. But then Kat came over, and Allie finally decided that it was time to teach her how to fight for herself. Yeah. Because, you know, Kat found out that zombies exist. Oh, yeah, she found out super suddenly, didn't she? Yeah, because yeah. Allie nearly died, and then they were like, okay, let's fill you in. <laughs> hey, by the way, zombies are a thing. <laughs> yeah. So when Allie arrived at the barn, Cole was fighting with some newcomer chick, um... Apparently, she was his ex, named Veronica. Ooh. Yeah, he dated her before Mac. Um, taco, taco. Yeah, so Allie had to remind herself not to get jealous until she made eye contact with a newcomer. And had a vision. Ooh. Yeah, they were, like, making out and everything, and she, like, There's licked a... his neck. Oh. Uh, oh. And Allie was like, oh, gross. But it was too late. Cole already realized that... They had a vision. Uh-oh. Yeah. Which prompts him not only to cancel their Halloween plans, but go silent nearly entirely. Wow. Yeah. Moody as fuck. I know. However, her... You had a vision about another guy. <laughs> yeah, literally. However, her Nana had already bought her an Alice in Wonderland dress, and Allie was like, yeah, I'm still go out. Okay. So, she goes to Hearts. She sees Kat, who is absolutely adorable in her little Red Riding Hood outfit, and then the illusion of fun is completely shattered. <laughs> when Allie sees the guy that she had the vision with in Veronica, Cole, of course, locks on her and then beelines. What do you mean in Veronica? And. Oh, I thought you said in Veronica, and I was like, whoa, explicit <laughs> immediately. This is a teen level book. I know, Calm but th tits. that's why I was surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were totally fucking in the back room. No. Um, anyway, so Cole beelines towards Allie, right? 
Allie's like, what the hell is going on? Why won't you answer me? And his response was, like, he didn't want to, like, pretend to be jealous, right? Okay. Classic. And he knew he could trust her, but Gavin was not one to be hitting on anything that breathes. He's a hoe bag. Uh, as they refer to him many times later. They call in this book. they actually call him they a hobag. They call him a hobag. I love that. I know. So Cole and Allie finally like loosen up. Allie hands him a hatter's hat since he was supposed to be the hatter to his Alice. Then <laughs> no. <laughs> everything gets ruined again when she has another vision with Gavin. Oh god. Yeah. Cole realizes it like right away and he's like you got to go. So, Alla does, but she's not exactly happy about it. And a couple weeks go by. Yeah. Weeks. Okay. Um, without any word from Cole. Oh. Yeah. Apparently, he was out of town, but Kat, being the amazing girl she is, tells Allie that she demands her presence for the football game on Friday night so she can't mope around. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So, Allie attends. Reeve is also, like, present. Then Gavin decides to make, like, a wonderful appearance along with his two-night stand. Not one <laughs> night because he was like, no, we're only going to fuck once. And then this girl was like, please, twice. And he was like, all right, but there's a, there's limitations to this. Anyway, so he pulls Allie aside and is like, look, I don't know what the visions are all about, but uh, I told Cole what it was. Oh. And she's like, great. Uh, Allie and Gavin both agreed that though they were definitely not interested in each other you know mm -hmm. they were just like yeah this isn't gonna happen you're not my type and he's like neither are you <laughs> then they both smelled something real foul in the air Ooh. rot that's a zombie those are some zombies so gavin and ali immediately went into action uh they instructed cat and reeve to stay put reeve is like what the fuck is happening why do you all keep doing this and they just like ignore her and head right to the zombies all right so Justin, remember Justin. That's my brother's name. Yes, but not your brother. <laughs> Justin, brother this. <laughs> Justin, the two-timing um, oh. anima worker gotcha. from the first book, uh, tries to jump in, claiming that he's here to help and he's not with anima anymore. But Gavin is like, nope, and he knocks him way the fuck out. Oh, good. He even kicks him while he's down oh, to good. try to be oh, like, <laughs> you're not helping. Bye. Uh, no, no. Yeah. Uh, then... Allie tries to get in contact with Frosty, uh, since she knows that Cole isn't about to answer. Okay. Uh, it went to voicemail, so it doesn't help. So Allie and Gavin drop their bodies off. Yes, I'm going to go with that because it literally happens that way. And they jump into action. Allie <laughs> is doing amazing, though she hasn't fought for a while, you know. Mm -hmm. um, Gavin is also doing great, but more keep, like, swarming on them. When Justin decides to make an appearance... He tries to help, but in doing so, he ends up getting himself bitten. And Allie's oh. like, fuck. So she stands over him, does everything she can to hold off the zombies when Cole and the rest of the gang appear. Allie manages to make her whole body light up, and she ashes every zombie that she gets her hands on. Okay. Allie then kneels near Justin, tells Cole that she's fine, but he's not doing so well. Cole is about to put his antidote available for multiple zombie bites if he nullifies the to toxin, okay? Okay. When Justin opens his eyes, and they were bright red. Oh. And he bites Allie. Oh. Yeah. 
she suddenly is like reeling with pain and she almost like feels herself split oh like two halves of herself were suddenly born don't like that one part hated the pain the other part like loved it all she could hear and see was like bright light in front of her that she wanted nothing more than to taste and the thumping of a second heartbeat oh yeah when she went to bite when gavin punched her across the face nice he was about to punch her again when cole stopped him then she passed out so she wakes up a week later and cole is sitting there hoping for her to just like open her eyes and when she does they finally have a vision but her arms are around gavin and cole's next to veronica gavin asks if she made the right choice and she looks at cole and says yes they both come back and they try to talk it out, but he tells her that Justin is in the house and he's being tested and apparently both of them now have anti-zombie zombie toxin in them. But Cole realized that he didn't want to hurt and that after this vision and the last two, he might. So he decided that they were done. Okay. Over. Breaking up. Oh. Yeah. Allie broke the fuck down, right? As, as you do. As you would, right? So over the course of the following weeks, she stopped eating, sleeping, or anything but workout with Kat, pretty much. But they never told anyone that they broke up. Um, Allie was trying to do her best until she looked in the mirror one day and saw herself. She had black smudges all over her face and chest, and she tried to wipe them away, but nothing happened. Oh. Yeah. So she texted Kat and was like, hey, can we work out? And Kat's like, yeah, I'm in Reeves' room. Come on over. So they meet up. Allie looks, like, really not good. You know, she's um, kind of sickly looking at oh. this point. And she's like, really? Like, the girls tell her this. She goes to look at herself, and though she wasn't smiling, her reflection was. Oh. No. And the smudges got, like, a little bigger. Oh. And Kat distracts her and is like, we should go shopping. Reeve, <laughs> get your dad's credit card and let's go. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So the girls go shopping. Things are all right until Allie has a panic attack. Um, they call Frosty, which ends up bringing Cole and Bronx. And Allie is like, fuck off. I'm fine. And she's like, let's go, girls. I don't need you here. You know? Oh, all right. So they go, and these two creepy guards start to try and hit on Cat and Reeve when Hallie's like, I'm gonna beat him up. <laughs> so she literally knocks the nose into one of one of the guys, and the other's like, fuck this, I'm out. No. Cat <laughs> and Reeve are like, what the fuck? And she's like, whatever. And she locks eyes on a tattoo parlor across the street and is like, I want to get a tattoo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not how that works generally, but... I know. She walks in. Girls in tow. Kat pretends that she's her mom. The artist doesn't care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Allie gets two tattoos. One of a white rabbit and the other of a cross made out of daggers on both of her wrists. Okay, badass. Right? When in the middle of this, Allie feels the need to bite the artist. Yeah. I, mm. She calls Emma and she's like, she calms down. And then once the tattoos are done, she leaves. While heading home, a black SUV starts to follow the girls. 
Allie tells Reeve to pull over, which she does, and mind you, she still has, like, this uber mean streak in her right now. Like, very violent. Mm-hmm. And a man who's, like, about her grandparents' age tells her that he can help with the conditions that are going on. She stabs his tire, and he gives her a business card. All right. Yeah. <laughs> this is a weird yeah. book so far. I know. <laughs> I just wanted to <laughs> This is me that. abbreviating it, guys. So, like, read the book. You'll love it more. Anyway. So they make it back home, and Allie beelines towards Mr. Ock. She tells him about the man who followed her but didn't give him the business card. She decided she was going to keep on holding on to it just in case, like, she was curious, you know? Fair enough. And she's like, I want in for rotations because I haven't been. And he's like, all right, Cole's making them go go to the barn, right? All right, I follow. <laughs> uh, so she walks in. Everyone's standing around the ring in the middle where Cole is sitting with Veronica on his lap. Allie's like, nope, not going to be jealous. Not now. She walks in, they make eye contact, no vision, um, but he's, like, got a lot of guilt on his face. Okay. Yeah, so they finish their meeting, and she approaches Cole for assignments, and he's like, I see you got new bandages, and she's like, I got new tattoos. Uh, Then he tells her, he's like, you're not ready. And then she punches him in the jaw. Damn. Yeah, which apparently he took for flirting, She's like, what are you doing? And she keeps shutting him down, and then she's finally like, all right, we're done. Zombies are coming. We gotta go. Mm-hmm. She gets paired with Gavin and Mac for patrol, while Cole and Lucas are going to go be alone, you know? Okay. Um, it's heavily hinted that, at this point, Cole is trying to find out if there's a spy among them. Ooh. Yeah. So they go on their way, right? Mm-hmm. Everything starts out all right um, until Allie realized that she's not only being ignored by zombies, but she wants to act as one. Oh. Um, she wants to bite Mac really, really bad. Suspicious. And she can hear her like temptation ringing in her ears. Oh. Cole finally comes to help, and he yell- he tells Allie to light up, but in her panic, she literally just books it. I do have to mention as like a quick side note, Allie constantly hears not just like one heartbeat, but like two this whole time. Oh. Yeah, and it's really fucking freaky. I don't like that. Yeah. So anyways, she wakes up, still in spirit form, and sees that she ran to her old house, like where her parents lived. Emma is suddenly there, and since Alice is in spirit form, she can actually hug her sister. Oh. I know. Oh. They're meeting though wasn't just for a casual visit mm-hmm. emma found uh, something out about Allie's condition okay apparently the last time she nearly died there there was so much toxin in her that the antidote couldn't destroy all of it oh so instead it created a second spirit entirely meaning that there is normal alice and zombie alice constantly fighting inside of her oh good <laughs> hence the smudges that only she and Emma can see. Mmm. Yeah. Okay, this is getting interesting. Right? So there's also a really, really huge issue with this. Because her human spirit and body produces a poison for zombies, she's essentially poisoning herself. All right. Causing her to become weaker every day. Mm-hmm. However, 
Another huge drop, bombshell is like dropped on top of this. Her mother was the one who passed on her slaying skills. Oh. Not her father. Ooh. Which is why it's taking so long to hurt her. She's got a double lineage. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, Cole slapped Allie's body, literally, <laughs> aiding to her return to her body, you know? Okay. Uh, when she came to, everyone was like, what the fuck just happened? And she locked eyes with Gavin and had another vision, which pissed off Cole, causing him to bum-rush Gavin. But this vision was clearly Zombie Alley trying to eat Gavin. It's apparent now. Oh. Yeah. But Mr. Holland separates them and asks them all but Gavin to leave. He informs her she's off rotation until they can figure this out. Um, Allie's like, no problems here, you know? Then Gavin was instructed to take her home. They got back, and Mr. Ankh had uh, taken some blood from her. Then Allie went to her room, found that Emma can read the journal that her great-great-great-grandfather left her. Oh, the one that's, like, unreadable or yeah, it, yeah, it kind of shifts in and out. Okay. And Allie thinks that she could find someone to ash... Z-A, which is what she calls her, uh, but fails when she tries it on herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then she goes to the workout room where she finds Veronica training Cat and Reeve. Allie fucking loses it. She actually ends up beating Veronica up to a pulp. Oh. Uh, she also nearly finds herself taking a bite of her. Gavin manages to get his arms around Allie before she's able to do so, And she's, like, totally horrified, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, She backs out of the room and to a near vanity where she looks at her reflection. Her eyes now glowed red, and the smudges were way bigger. Oh. Yeah. Her hair was tangled, and her cheekbones are gaunt, you know? When Z.A. was finally able to speak. Z.A. zombie Allison? Yep. Okay. The gist of the conversation is that Z.A. wants her life. Oh. She knows she's getting stronger, and Allie can't stop it. Kat tried to, like, but, like knock on the door to be like, Hey, can I help you? And Allie's like, No, go go away. Fair enough. Um, then she grabbed the business card from the strange man and gave it a call. So his name is Dr. Bendari, and he knows exactly what Allie is experiencing. He tells her that he does have a source in the house, but he's not telling who. Then he instructs her to meet him at midnight. So Allie sneaks out, but sees that Reeve is also sneaking out. She ends up calling Bronx about it, and um, Reeve has a new boyfriend named Ethan that meets her at the end of this tunnel. Oh. Yeah. All right. So Bronx shows up, and instead of going to her meeting, she helps follow Reeve to her boyfriend's house. Mm-hmm. Turns out... Uh, Ethan has his house covered in bloodlines. Oh. And Bronx can't get in. But even though he's like, Allie, get lost, she's like, no, I'm going to stay here. We're family. Mm-hmm. I got to help you. Fair enough. Slight amount of respect right there. So next morning, Allie and Reeve are heading to school. Allie tried to call Dr. Bendari again, but the number was unavailable. Anyways, before they were able to head out, Bronx blocked their way with his truck. He chewed at Reeve. She confronted him right back for being, like, hot and cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, bitter end. They separate and head to school. Okay. Yep. 
So, as soon as Allie walks in, Trina and Mac flank her. They're like, you gotta talk to Cole. He's being, like, really fucking weird. She's like, he's not my problem anymore. Sorry. Fair enough. But they're like, apparently he's been more violent and moody since they broke up. I apologize if you hurt my stomach. (laughs) I really hope they did. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway... But uh, she's like, fine, I'll talk to him about his weirdness. Yeah. Um, when he literally turns the corner and they make eye contact, and he's like, his face is expressing all kinds of emotions, and she's like, all right, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he ends up cornering her in the girl's bathroom anyway at some point in the day. Going and he's like, that. you need to start eating. I know you're not. She's like, well... I'm not your problem anymore, so I don't know why you care so much. He ends up winning that argument. <laughs> um, yeah. And she's like, all right, whatever. Bye. Fine, I'll eat. Jeez. Yeah. So later on, Allie, Kat, and Reeve are doing um, their school project that they have a class for. And she gets a text from Cole. We got to talk tonight. You're not getting out of it. Oh. She's like, all right. Yes, I can't avoid this much longer. So she goes to the barn, but everyone else is there, and it turns out that Cole wanted to talk to everyone about the fact that Justin is back on the team, and nobody was happy about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but Cole was like, you respect him, or you're out. Yeah. So whole group goes on patrol, leaving their bodies as Allie is supposed to guard them because she's not supposed to be out anymore. But Allie, like, tries to leave her body and she literally can't oh yeah Mm. it's almost like hands keep forcing her back in as she tries i hate that description i know (laughs) also cole is her partner for the night and she's like i can't do it i i don't know why and he's like okay uncle run more test which pisses off Allie because she's like that's all that's and like been happening and i have no more answers yeah what else are you supposed to do, you know? And she's like, just fucking leave, okay? Damn. She gets distracted for a moment um, because Kat and Mr. Holland are, like, talking. And for some reason, she managed to get outside of her body. Um, so she's like, all right. She heads outside, and she realizes there's a person in dark clothes leaving bloodlines all over. So she followed the stalker until someone smacked right into her. Oh, good. It was Cole. Hey. So they end up talking about the broken relationship. It kind of alludes to the fact that he still cares about her and he tried to get over her but can't. Okay. Um, Allie's like, okay, conversation over. Why did you tackle me? Were you spying? And she's like, no, but I was tracking one though. And he's like, fuck, okay. And they go to find this guy. Yeah. They lose the trail, and Cole gets frustrated. Blurts about the fact that he can narrow down who the spy is. And Cole's like, don't tell anyone. (laughs) But she snaps at him and is like, I guess you told Veronica, right? Low blow, but then he counters with what he did with Veronica after they broke up. Okay. Um... Hmm, needless to say, uh, they kind of hooked up. It was not good. So Allie's like raging and yelling at him to shut up when she smacks him with fire in, ha- in her hands. 
but instead of white, it's red. Bad colors. Yeah, not good. Uh, so she attacks Cole, and she nearly gets to feeding from him when she stops herself and collapses in tears, and she kind of blacks out, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when she comes to, she finds that the whole forest surrounding her is burned. Oh. Cole told her that she did it and that her eyes were red, and she finally blurts out about what she has been experiencing. Um, so they all return to the barn. Allie gets a ride home, passes out after a long shower, and the next morning, Dr. Bendari calls. Uh, they chat for a moment about the fact that many more people died of zombie syndrome when Ankh and Holland walked in. It was actually on the news that, like, 26 more people died of the zombie syndrome. Oh. Yeah. Yikes. I know. And they were innocent people. That's what sucked. Oh. Even more yikes. Yeah. So they take her to the office, and they show her the craziest thing. The cameras outside the barn can see them in spirit form. Oh. And they showed her everything she did after she blacked out, including biting and feeding from a zombie. Oh. Yeah. Ankh told her promptly that she is no longer welcome in his home. Before she knew it, her and her nana were thrown out. Oh, good. Yeah, and into another home that Ankh had bought for them. He's like, you're not homeless, just not here. Ali explained to her nana why she'd been so distant, and her nana was supportive as ever. Aww. She was like, just don't shut me out, okay? Like, you're all the family I have. So Cole manages to come over. They talk openly, and he's like, I literally cannot stay away from you. It's driving me crazy. And they make out. <laughs> yeah, I say that, like, casually. There's a lot of making out in this series. To be fair, Gina Showalter typically writes adult novels. Oh, so that makes it sense. it strays on the emotional side, but the story itself is also wonderful. Okay. So if you read anything else from her, be warned. Um... <laughs> Or not. Whatever you enjoy. Love your life. (laughs) So, things get real heavy during their makeout session, and he realized that her eyes had turned red. Oh. She backed away and told him to leave and never come back, just for fear of hurting him. So, over the next few weeks, everyone avoided Allie like the plague. Uh, Except Kat. Of course. Yep. They actually ended up admitting how much they love each other as best friends. Aww. And their, like, descriptions of each other were so sweet. I actually, ch- like, I choked up. I was Aww. like, oh, That's cute. So sweet. So, Allie busied herself by working a part-time job and going to her school, going to school and, like, keeping to herself. Right on. Yeah. Also, Cole was busy trying to get Allie back <laughs> by giving her gifts literally throwing like her favorite food and stuff at her mm-hmm. and yeah anyway uh one night cat decided to cat kidnap catnap Allie. i'm gonna go with it Jeez. and force her to uh make up with reeve um apparently reeve's father told her that Allie left because she didn't like living with them and wanted her own space oh yeah fucking dick move yeah um so Allie and Reeve make up and they get to meet Ethan, her boyfriend. Okay. And Allie hears it. Hungry. Oh. Soon. Bite. Maim. Kill. 
and then she lost control of her body. No. And walked right into a zombie nest. No. Yeah. So, Cole, Frosty, Bronx, Justin, Gavin, and Veronica show up. Okay, good. They promptly destroy the zombies, and Allie's like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Uh, so Gavin gave her a ride home and was like, well, I'm staying the night. On your couch. You can't say no. <laughs> so he made his way in, offered to make dinner, and then Cole shows up. Holy testosterone in the house, right? That's a lot of testosterone right? in there. Like... You've got a ragey, purple-eyed guy, and then this hoe-bag guy who's trying to hit on his ex that he can't get over. It's a lot of drama. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go, Gina. <laughs> yeah. But then freaking Justin appeared. Oh, my God. More he, testosterone. He literally is like, whoops. Never mind. I'll just text you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the proper response. Way to go, him. Yeah. So, Allie wanted to show Cole something in her room. Nothing like that. I knew you would guess. <laughs> guess like anyway. So, Justin texted Cole that the spy in the group was there tonight. But it only seems to be either Gavin or Veronica. Um... But he's like, I checked up on both. It makes no sense, you know? Yeah. So Allie tries to show her, or tries to show Cole, her zombie reflection. But he can't see it. Oh. Yeah. Um, so they get called to dinner. Gavin and Cole both end up spending the night. <laughs> and then the next day, Allie tries to go to work, right? Okay. Um, but Dr. Bhandari decides that he's going to pick her up. Um, since her plans to meet always get, like, ruined. Mm-hmm. So he mentions he knew she had company because his spy was helping them. Uh, then he tells her about himself. He previously worked with Anima. Uh, this, he saw their practices and was like, nah, it's not cool. <laughs> Especially when they started testing on cancer patients. Yeah, that, that would, yeah. So he's like, the spy is a male. He's an anima as well, but no one knows that. And he tells Allie that he has this antihistamine antidote for the time being to help with her. Oh. She's like, all right, give it to me. So she tries it. And the second heartbeat went quiet for the first time in months. Yo. Yes. That's crazy. So she took as many as she could from him with the warning that as she uses it, it becomes much less effective. And they are about to drop her off when the dry driver announces that they have a tail. Ooh. Yeah. This tail smashes into them. The car rolls. Allie manages to free herself when she sees a pair of boots outside. This guy, instructed to bring Bendari back to Anima, unless he was sharing secrets. So, he shot Bendari, oh. grabbed the files, and dragged Allie out of the vehicle. Oh. Allie fought this fucker and manages to get away and grab some of the photos from the file. Let's go, girl. When the driver gets out and threatens to shoot her. And she's like, still gotta go. <laughs> she runs, and Bendari's driver comes out and shoots at the other shooter. Then he throws a fucking bomb. Like an actual bomb. Oh. Um, Allie keeps running, and she manages to call Cole. Um, then she's like, I gotta hide, right? This fucker manages to find her, shoots her. Oh. Uh, she throws a dagger at him. He drops the gun, and she gets to it before him. 
She shoots both of his legs. What is happening? <laughs> when Cole and Veronica finally arrive. She loses, like, all of her strength realizing that he's there and just, like, passes out. She's like, fuck, dude. So, Allie comes to and Cole's like, you're at Onks, right? Mm-hmm. She tells them all about what happened, the whole truth about Bendari. Um, they squirt they escort Justin in so that she can also tell him that his sister is now dead. Right. Apparently, the leader of Anima told him that already. Oh. Even had pictures. Oh. Yeah. And Justin spills that he knew Cole's group would never kill Jacqueline. Um, so he decided to become a double-crosser. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Even admitted that the spy was real, he just doesn't know who he is. So Justin storms out. He's like, I don't want to hear anymore, right? Mm -hmm. Cole kicks his dad and Ankh out, and he was like, we need to finish our discussion. I'm not giving up on us again. I can't stay away. And I promise to be with you, always. I'll prove it. <laughs> I know. And Allie keeps trying to push him away because she's like, you really broke my heart. But he's not having it. He answers every question that she has for him, even about who was his first time. Yeah. And they pass out. Just for a while before she needs to go home. Let it be known, if you are not interested in a guy and he does is persistent, just keep saying no. I will say that she's like, no, you need, we can't do this because you really hurt my heart. And when they broke up, she was like, you can't crawl back. I won't take you. Mm-hmm. Even though she, like, wanted to take him back a lot of this time. Stay vigilant, women. Yeah. So and she's guys. like, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> letting this happen. Um, even though she really wanted to make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I lost my spot. Allie, of course, makes out with Cole before they go home. Jesus Christ. Yep. When Allie makes it, her Nana tries to talk to her about sex, and she's like, gotta go. <laughs> and she passes out. <laughs> like, goes to sleep. We need to talk about something. No, we don't. <laughs> we do not. I'm fine. Bye. <laughs> Next morning, she's up and ready to go, and Gavin shows up to give her a ride to school. When the vision comes true, Z.A. takes over. Her voice, her actions, everything. And nearly feeds from Gavin. Oh. When Cole comes, holds her down, they get the antidote in her. Allie, like, chills out. And Cole is like, I'm gonna be your escort for the rest of the day. Okay? <laughs> That's fair. So, at this time, Cole is going to be sent out of town. Um, he texts her once a day for about a week, talking about how much he missed her. Um, but after a while, they, like, just stop coming. And then Christmas comes! Ooh! Yeah! Christmas! Allie says hello to her sister. Her grandmother gives her a gift of a frame with pics of her family. It's so cute. Allie gives her grandma a bracelet. Cat was there. Um, it was awesome. Allie walked out into her living room to find Kat's dad, named Gary, uh, Frosty, and Cole. Oh. Apparently, he came back three days ago, but didn't say anything. Oh. Uh, but she's just happy to see that he's okay. Okay, Tonto. <laughs> Kat apparently also threatened him to come over, or else. Or else she'd set up uh, Allie with her cousin Rick. 
<laughs> and she's like, did that work like a charm? <laughs> Way to go, yeah. Cat. Like. So Cat's like, okay, so once the rolls are done, we can feast, right? And Cole saw, silently walked in, grabbed Allie's hand, and led her outside. And she's like, you need to stop doing that. And he's like, what, and give you time to protest? And she's like, fine. <laughs> Damn. I know. He, he's very smooth. <laughs> <laughs> so Cole explained that his dad sent him away to work with Gavin and Veronica's normal crew back in Georgia. Okay. So to get him some perspective, he also said that he got her a gift and that it's back at his place. Oh, you sly dog. And he understood what actually happened when Gavin came over. Okay. It looked bad at first, but he knew her better. Also, his dad was monitoring his phone, so that's why the text stopped. Oh, yeah, that he, makes sense. He also said that he was in it with her forever. That's it. Uh, she's like, whatever, okay. And then she glances at her reflection, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Z.A. was back. Oh. She looked stronger, waved at Allie, and stepped out of her body and away from the glass. Hated that. Yeah. So nope. <laughs> she led Allie away. Allie was just like, what is going on? So she chases after her. Um, and Z.A. said if she couldn't have her body, she was going to find a way to free, her, free herself. Mm. When Allie heard a car honk, and something slam into her. It was Cole. <laughs> ah, of course. Why, why wouldn't Apparently, she literally disappeared and reappeared in front of a car. Oh, and it was Gavin's car. No, it oh. was it was just a random car. Oh, okay. Like, ZA was trying to kill her. And he's like, all right, that's enough. I'm going to watch over you from here on out. She told him everything she just saw, and he literally carried her back to the house. And naturally, Allie was like, full of rage yeah he was trying to tell her to calm down and she launched at him and she tried to hit him and he's like what the hell and she blurts out that she's so mad that he stayed away and she knows she needs to like in order to keep everyone safe you know Mm -hmm. she needs to keep away from everyone is what she needs of course he yells back that it wasn't easy to stay away his dad even said that it could keep if he could keep away for 10 days that he'd keep his nose out of their relationship it was day nine. Oh, wow. Yeah. Then he said it. He loves her. Oh. Never said that to anyone else, but he seriously loves her. Oh, damn. Yeah. She stopped and was like, what? That's how you tell me? So she kicked out his legs, tried to punch him again, but there wasn't any more fire behind them, and he pinned her. She refused to tell him the same for now, then they made out again. And Frosty interrupted it right before it went from PG-13 to X-rated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, my hey, God. Uh, guys? <laughs> that's, that's all I can imagine. <laughs> he goes, uh, this is awkward. <laughs> oh, over here, guys. <laughs> yeah, so they separated and headed back. Um, Allie apparently spent the night trying to taunt ZA out of her, and then she passed out. Right. Yeah, she, she couldn't stay up any longer. So next morning, Gavin decides to show up to talk about what happened. Allie stalls by making him breakfast, and he apologizes to her about trying for more than what ZA did to him. 
she was kind of taken aback. She was like, sorry for trying to eat you? (laughs) 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 And they kind of giggled about it, you know? Uh, When they talked, while they talked, ZA decided to make her appearance. Apparently, showdown time was now. Allie pushed herself out of her body and tried to get to ZA. Gavin couldn't see her, and Allie tried to ash her, but her flames were still red. And she actually burned cushions in her house. Oh. Yeah. So ZA kept dancing around the house, and Allie kept ashing things. Her Nana walks in, is Cole's like, with Cole, and she's like, you destroyed the house! I can't believe she did this! And she actually almost killed her Nana with her flames, too. Like, she Mm. almost touched her Nana. So they push Nana out, and Cole is like, this is a huge bombshell, right? Yeah. It's like, if this keeps happening, we can't control you anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, he loaded a crossbow that he kept on him, and he only kept syringes uh, because he knew that this was going to happen. And he shot her with the sedative and then the antidote. She fainted, and then the flames died out. So Allie was carted away uh, to a small house far away from everyone, right? Uh, Adjustments were made so that she could stay there permanently to keep everyone else safe. Except when Kat, Reeve, and Ethan made an appearance to try and help her escape. And I was like, no, I'm the dangerous one. (laughs) And so she wanted to talk to Ethan anyway about how the hell they found her. Mm -hmm. Then zombies appeared. Emma was like, it's a trap. But Allie, Reeve, and Kat all ended up getting taken hostage. And Ethan was in on it. Oh. So the three girls got taken to an anima facility where they saw Jacqueline alive and half-starved. What? Yeah. Allie also got to meet the elusive Mr. K who turns out to be, get this, Ethan's father. Yo. Yeah. And this man is pure evil incarnate. The plot thickens. Yeah. He wants to test on other cancer patients, ultimately turning them into zombies, all because his daughter has leukemia. Uh-oh, oh, oh. But he kills people in the process. Okay, or like... Yeah, it's horrible. Lawful new- or lawful evil? Lawful evil. Yeah. So he pokes, prods, and essentially tortures Allie for days on end. He threatens her finally that if she doesn't start talking... Cat is going to get the same treatment. Cat, unfortunately, is already fading because the stress of the situation is putting stress on her kidneys. Oh, fuck, right. And on top of that, they're all being half-starved. Mm-hmm. Allie finally comes up with a plan. On her last visit to Mr. K, she manages to stab him with a syringe in his neck and steals a scalpel. Okay. She and the girls torment the guards, who, by the way, aren't allowed to speak to them, much less look at them. But this creep had his eyes on Reeve like he was about to take a bite. Oh. They kick their asses. <laughs> and they escape. Along the way, they sneak and slide past all the guards. Allie tranks one and steals his cell, then calls Cole. All of the teams show up, and the girls are finally returned safe and sound. So Allie ends up sleeping for quite a few days after this, right? She tells Cole all of the hell that she was put through. Mm-hmm. Um, and he tells her that the girls are making a full recovery and a lot of great things happened. Oh, good. Um, Reeve finally tells her father that she's perfectly fine with the knowledge of the zombies and she wants to help. 
that she and Brahms are finally going to be together, and there's nothing he can do to stop her. <laughs> yep. Frosty admits to Kat that he knew she was sick the whole time, and he just wanted her to tell him of his own free will, of her own free will. He loves her regardless, and he's not going anywhere. He's such a sweetie. <laughs> what a sweetheart. Cole got Allie's name tattooed across his chest. Bad, bad. <laughs> he's branded for life, and he loves it. Oh. The downside is that they still haven't healed Allie yet. She feels the hunger coming, and though Cole was able to figure out how to read her great-great-great-great-grandparents' journal, he only knows that the thing to help Allie may also kill her. Ah. But the boys also came to one huge conclusion. They needed to go to war with Anima. This needs to end. That's fair. Yeah. So Cole kept his promise of war, and they had captured Ethan. Ethan told them that he wasn't captured, he went willingly, but he was like, look... My dad is literally releasing zombies on your barn tonight. You need to prepare. They were skeptical about it, but they were like, okay, we accept, and they went to prepare. Mm -hmm. Allie was, however, left to heal. She ended up needing to inject six vials of antidote to shut up ZA. Jesus. Then she drove to the barn. On her own, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Allie ended up having a vision with Cole, one where he was hefting her over his shoulder and she was screaming at him like she didn't know who he was. And then she had another one with Gavin where they saw tonight's battle and it wasn't pretty. There was a lot of ash flying around. Oh, good. And Gavin's like, well, fuck. And Cole was like, how? <laughs> and she was like, antidote? Which apparently she isn't supposed to use unless absolutely necessary. Mm -hmm. So battle begins. Allie's about able to light up properly ashing zombies left and right then they move to the next location and she keeps ashing and going and going when gavin gets bitten and she as she like right as she ashes, ashes the zombie doing so so she stabs him with antidote and accidentally touches him with her flames instead Yikes. his back bows and he passes out for a second ally slaps him across the face the toxin gone Oh. He's perfectly healed. He feels stronger. Oh. Yeah. Then the hazmats roll in. Mr. K comes in all threatening, of course, until Cole is holding a gun to his head. Then the scene exploded into an all-out battle. Everyone was kicking ass and taking names when Trina got locked in a collar that pulsed her with electromagnetic pulses. Uh, Allie looked for Mr. K to cut off his thumb to release her <laughs> when she noticed that he fucking ran like a coward. Okay. She chased him, and when she found him, he was being attacked by a group of zombies. <laughs> yeah. He was he was bitten, and Allie helped Ash with the ones surrounding. He begged for help, and she agreed only if he would help her. So she stabbed her with the antidote and her flames because Gavin just survived. And instead of him getting better, he ashed. He just went poof. Nice. Yeah. She was like, what the hell? Um, when she was literally pulled away by two zombies. Oh. Yeah. Allie called Emma to get Cole, but ZA materialized and was able to hold on to Emma. Ooh. The two zombies bit into Allie. Allie tried to light her flames, but nothing happened. Things started to fade in and out, and she saw Cole. 
He tried to help, but it only helped a little. Mm-hmm. They got back to Ankh's house. They got back together with their bodies. Ethan's thumbprint worked perfectly fine on the collar. Ooh. Yeah. And then he he was released. He was like, all right, we're done with you. So everyone went to the game room at Ankh's house to celebrate, like, a good job done, you know? Everyone was doing their check-ins. Cat and Reeve had a million questions. <laughs> Fair. Veronica apologized to Allie for making a move oh. on Cole. And I'm like, yeah, I was kind of surprised, too. Oh, wow. Um, anyway, the boys got back. Allie's last vision with Gavin, the one where Cole broke up with her over, mm-hmm. came true. Okay. But she was just thanking him for saving her ass. Oh. Yeah. So once they did their check-ins, Cole and Allie walked away for a much-needed talk. Uh, They gave their I love yous, and Allie admitted that once the antidote failed her, she needed him to use his light on her. Uh, He protested, but she said, Faith. You need to have faith that it'll work. Um, So a week went by. Things were great. Her Christmas present was a drawer in his bedroom. Oh. So he could, she could have clothes there. God. It's more permanent. I know. Oh. And they were like, they sit around Cole's house watching home movies from when he was just a little kiddo. A little baby. Yeah. When Allie felt the need. She tried to back away quickly. The need to feed? Yes. <laughs> I smacked him on the knee. Okay. So she was trying to back away. But the flames, the red ones, burst through her human hands. Oh, ow. Yeah. Cole carried her to a table and Allie begged him to use his flames on her. And she needed to die. Now. Z.A. did, at least. But she was like, this needs to happen. Gavin had to talk him into it. If he didn't act now, Allie's evil twin would come back with all of her own powers. Mm -hmm. So Gavin took over, punched Cole in the face, and touched her with his fire. Oh, wow. Cole got angry, but realized Allie's color was returning. Cole joined in, then Lucas, followed by the rest of the group. They had successfully killed Z.A. Damn. She was gone forever. Cole, of course, needed to make out with Allie to celebrate this feat. (laughs) And they did just that. Also, fun fact, his birthday was January 9th. It had passed by while she was completely out of it. She was like, we're definitely going to party. Now, a note from Cole. Cole is very blunt and angry, as he he is this whole time. And his whole message is about how he's going to fight Anima. He doesn't miss his shots, and they'll be sorry that they ever try to hurt his alley. Damn. The end. Oh, wow. I know! This is just like turning into an epic D&D campaign. Isn't it awesome, though? (laughs) Like, okay, book one is like, what the fuck is going on? And book two is like, heartbreak, but also, what is this? Yeah, wow. And obviously, (laughs) ten pages turned, guys. I I fucking love this series. That's a good one. Like, from what you've told me, that's my favorite out of the two so far. Right? Yeah, wow. It just, it punches you with everything. All the feels, like getting closer to the friendships and and then some it's just it's good yeah it's such a good book yay Yay. ready freddy yeah oh that was really off key ready freddy day copyright what what how uh crazy little thing called love that that happens in part of the song
I, okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, what's your thing about? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With confusion on my face. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so... Just like last week, we're going on with the Gears of War series. Woo! Gears of War 3. Yes! Which has been critically acclaimed as, well, not even critically, community claimed as the best and favorite. I mean, I remember when uh, Gears of War 3 came out and nobody would shut up about yeah. it. Yeah. It, it, it was talked about for like months. This is the game that I spent so much. People, there are still servers up to this day. People are still on it. I was playing it at 9.30 this morning. Mm -hmm. There was a total of 17 people worldwide playing one of the game mode. And I'm just like, for a game that's this old, which I will tell you how old it is, I was just like, fucking what? Awesome. Yeah. So... Gears of War 3. Mm -hmm. To get the genre out of the way, it's still a third-person shooter. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Its release date was September 20th, 2011. Nine years old. Oh, my God. Yeah, it still looks great. It's a baby. It still looks great, though. It really does. I yeah. thought that it was, like, newer because people still talk about Gears of War 3. Yeah, that's how much of a lasting impact that game has. I love it. Yeah. So the system that it originally came out on was Xbox 360. Uh, like the other games that I have discussed, it is uh, available backwards compatible on the Xbox One. What? So, and if you have Xbox Game Pass, not a sponsor, but if you have it, you can download them. Yay. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. The developers, uh, or the developer is still Epic. So okay. Still the people that made uh, Fortnite. Excuse me? <laughs> Don't so, mind me. <laughs> the developer is Epic. The people that made Fortnite. My burp was Epic. And yes, they did. Yes. <laughs> Please stop interrupting me. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but let's see. So developers, Epic, Fortnite, blah, blah, blah. And the publishers is Microsoft Studios once again. Okay. So pretty cool uh, that they have stuck with that duo for this entire series. Yes. Yeah, it's fantastic i mean they did good work so. uh, the, yeah and i was actually talking with harley today about mm -hmm. this game and talking about how people are online and he's like just watch when i finally decide to download it they're gonna shut down the servers and i'm just like okay all they have are fortnite and gears of war they're not shutting down the server <laughs> i'm telling you that right now <laughs> absolutely yeah also you guys will hear mention of harley a lot he is yeah he is the true gaming partner of tyler he uh, is, yep he is my cinder block or he is the cinder block to my tully and he will understand that he truly is yes he truly he is. is he has named me an honorary scotsman so any scottish viewers what up what up oh you can't view us you can listen yeah whatever <laughs> <laughs> um so how about i get into the story please yes so this game takes place, the story mode takes place two years after the events of Gears of War 2. Okay. The story starts out with Marcus reliving the final events of the first game, which I didn't actually get to. Nope. In which uh, his father was killed by a collapsing building oh. after fighting off some locusts. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and then it's he... Fucked. Yeah, right? <laughs> and then he wakes up to an announcement on a ship that he's on. A cog ship. Okay. Like, it's a huge, like, battleship. Okay. Uh, that he needs to go to the bridge, or to the ship's bridge. Mm hmm Uh, the kind of events that are shown are that, uh, the locusts are nowhere to be seen. There's a lot of 
uh, if you remember Emulsion from the last one that turned the uh, locust lambent, okay. which made them glowy. Oh, okay. Uh, there's a ton of these, like, stalks around, and it's described through the characters that they know what these stalks are and what they do. Okay. Yeah. So, you see them, a lot of them are dormant stalks. Mm-hmm. So, uh, humans in this are just trying to scavenge and survive, and that's kind of what it showed. Like, the numbers of humans have dwindled greatly. Cog isn't really a thing. Okay. But the Cog members are still together. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And then, uh, the Lambent, or Glowies, as the Cog... Ref- the Glowies! Yeah, as the, uh, they are referred to constantly by, like, everyone. Those are what are causing the problem. Uh, the first half of the first chapter, this is just, like, my favorite, uh, kind of introduction into a story mode. Okay. The first half, you start out as, uh, you have to defend the ship as Marcus, Dom, Anya, and a new character, Jace. Okay. Anya has been in the previous games, but she's been in command. She, or, like, at the command. So she's never been fighting before, which is, this is super cool. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, they have to defend from the Lambent that are attacking the ship. Okay. Yeah. Um. And then, oh, excuse me. Uh, including... A Lambent Leviathan. Ew. Yeah, so a giant, just giant beast that's got glowy bits. Yeah, and it's just Ew. fucking up the ship. But uh, the Leviathan doesn't pop up until Chairman Prescott, the name I forgot last time, Prescott, oh. uh, is shown to show up at the ship, and everybody's like, what the fuck, he's been gone for months. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's actually, you find out, Marcus's father is actually alive. What? Yeah, you find out that he's alive. Twist. Yeah, exactly. What? Right off the get-go. So that becomes the overall mission for the game is to find Adam Phoenix, Marcus's dad. Okay, so it's Adam Phoenix. Yes. And he's Marcus Phoenix. Yes. Right? Okay. Correct. <laughs> uh, let's see. The second half of the first chapter takes you back a few hours prior to the Lambent attack on the ship mm-hmm. as another squad that consists of Cole, the Cole train from the past <laughs> few games, okay. Baird, and new characters Sam and Clayton Carmine, a.k.a. the Grub Killer. Okay, so far it's been B and C. Yep, A, B, and C. Because Anthony C. was in the first one for Anthony, Carmine. Anthony, Benjamin, and Clayton. Clayton. Where's the D? I can tell you later. <laughs> Okie doke. But uh, Clayton Carmine, he is nicknamed the Grub Killer. Okay. Which is what they call Locust. So he has that on his armor. Yeah. He is so much more buff than anybody. Like he's as he's, like, he's as buffed as ah. as buff as Marcus. Yeah. But he's a Carmine. Oh, that's so he's awesome. got like this badass helmet, and he's just he's my favorite of the Carmines. I don't blame you. Yeah. Uh, he just phenomenal, in my opinion. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, so this, it, uh, starts the second half of the chapter by, uh, this squad looking for supplies in Cole's hometown. Okay. Where he used to play the game called Thrashball, which is football, but, like, harsher. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking beating the shit out of each other. (laughs) Thrashy ball. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, so they have encounters with the Lambent. Of course, they're popping up. And uh, near the end of the uh, chapter, after going through and talking to scavengers, getting ammo and stuff, they go through the uh, the Cougars Stadium because oh. that's that's uh, what team Cole used to be on was the Cougars. Oh, okay. 
and uh, they actually are told that they have to go to Centennial Bridge, so an actual bridge to cross. Oh, okay. And they're just like, we can get to the uh, bridge to then we can get to the ship. All right. Because the ship is going to pass under it. Okay. When they get to the bridge, they are warned that there's trigger-happy, uh, like, uh, the kind of humans that aren't uh, cog. Okay. Yeah, they're just kind of those... Uh, Rioters? No, they're Anarchists? just... Scavengers. Okay. Yeah. I forget. They have a specific name for them, but they don't. I forget what it is. Okay, that's Yeah, fair. but they're just like, yep, uh, there's trigger-happy those guys. I would watch out, and it's just like, well, we're just going to pass through. Well, trigger happy psychos. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> they get shot at a lot, and uh, Sam actually looks through a sniper scope, and it shows that there are locusts, so oh. they are still alive, Ew. and they're above ground. I hate them. Yeah, they, I, they're cool. <laughs> but they're in, cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's actually shown that they have gone savage. So they're also scavenging. What? So I mean, they were flooded out of their tunnels, so they came up above ground, and they're just they're doing what humans are doing now. Ew. And they actually did this really cool thing. It's mentioned that like, oh, they ha- look at what their turrets are made of, like their stationary turrets. Yeah. Made out of uh, these things called retro lancers, so old school lancers. Okay. And it's just like, wow, they are really gross. They have a lot of ingenuity. That's awesome, but also gross. <laughs> they're not that gross, I think honestly. They're creepy. <laughs> they're creepy, yes. They're creepy, but, man. Uh, let's see. So this, of course, shows that the locusts are still very much alive and scavenging, just like the humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say the latter part of the game uh, has you as a player trying to find Colonel Hoffman, if you remember him from the previous games. I think so. He's a very pissed off old man, and he is crotchety old man. Yep. I remember him. Yep, he is. I never remembered his name because I only ever called him crotchety crotchety old man. Yeah, and he is my favorite. He's one of my favorites. Like Often crotchety old men are. He's just, God damn it. (laughs) Like, yeah. So uh, you have to find Hoffman in order to decode a disc that Mm -hmm. was given to Marcus by Chairman Prescott. Uh, And once they get to Anvil's Gate, which is a fort that uh, Hoffman has been like defending with a whole bunch of other cog okay uh you find out that you actually get to do this really cool defending siege type of uh mission okay before you decode the disc you find out that uh adam phoenix Mm -hmm. is uh at a place called azura which is like this hidden island that was like for uh sarah's elite people that chairman prescott built and never told anybody. And it was hidden by a maelstrom. So just a giant maelstrom. Like there was an, a device what? in the or on the island that created a maelstrom to hide the island. So, uh, yeah. What? So nobody knew about this shit. Not even Colonel Hoffman. What kind of bad shit? What kind of bad shit shit is that? <laughs> so you do have to uh, go there and... Um, Let's see. It's also shown that Adam Phoenix has discovered that emulsion, uh, the stuff that was like fuel and turned the um, uh, locust lambit. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. I am so sorry. I lost my place. Story of my life. Yeah. Uh, and the stuff that ca- eventually caused rust lung, if uh-huh. you remember that from the last uh, one. Rust lung. Uh, turns uh. things lambit. 
mm-hmm. is a living organism and is beginning to affect humans. Ew. Yeah, it crossed the barrier and essentially turns them into zombies. What the fuck? So, yeah, a lot of weird shit going on. Ew. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. It's also shown that Adam knows how to kill it. To what? kill the emulsion. It's, what? Yeah, it's shown that he has. That's what he's been researching. What the hell? Uh, let's. What the fuck, Adam? What the fuck, Adam? God. Uh, let's see. But he is currently being held captive by guess what? The Locust Queen Mira. Of course. Yup, she's alive too. Oh great. Yep. After last game, she is still alive. I like her better in pop form. Yeah, she's adorable in pop vinyl form, but. <laughs> because fuck that. Yeah. So, throughout the game, you find out Prescott is alive after abandoning his troops. He comes back and is promptly killed after the Leviathan attack. Mm -hmm. So, he comes back, gives you the disc, dies. Essentially. Uh, There's a lot more to it. I suggest playing it because there's a whole detailed story to it. We'll just trade jobs for a second. I get it. Uh, Let's see. Dizzy makes a beautiful return. Dizzy! Yeah, Dizzy's alive after fighting Scourge. The fucking weirdo. How you go, how you meet him is you're on the, like, airship version of Locust ships. Yeah. And you're floating through and you're just like, oh, God, somebody's getting fucking bombarded over there. And you're just like, you go over the comms and you go like, hey, uh, like, anybody there, can you hear me? And you can just hear Dizzy going, God damn it! (laughs) And then he goes, Marcus, is that you? I'm taking a beating. And it's like, you see that other barge coming in? That's us. And he's just like, well, hell, get on down here. Like, it's so awesome. And you come down to find that Dizzy is still very much alive. It is uh, shown through communication between them that they knew Dizzy was alive. That's not fucking obvious. Yeah, but, like, it's like, holy shit, we haven't seen you in months since we, like, haven't seen Hoffman because those two kind of went off to Ansville's Gate. Dizzy is the one that does trading runs between Ansville's Gate and the other scavenging towns. That's awesome. And, yeah, you find them shit ton of ammo and he's just like yeah pick some up <laughs> and then you go to Ansville's gate with him oh that's awesome yeah and uh the cog has to save the world again of course yeah uh so there are some returning characters yay yeah uh so that is marcus dom cole baird hoffman anya but fighting this time uh dizzy and prescott those are like the main returning characters sweet and queen mira of course yes um which kind of brings me to a kind of sad moment. Oh, great. Yeah. I'm going to be sad. So about halfway through the game, you are tasked with finding fuel for the submarine that will get you to Azura. Okay. And Dom suggests going to his former wife, Maria, who mm-hmm. he had to kill in the last game. Yes. Yeah. Her hometown. Mm. Uh, this is where you discover that the humans can turn Lambit because there, there's this one crazy dude who's just like, they got coughs and shit. Like, he's insane. <laughs> He's fucking crazy. And <laughs> they got coughs and shit. <laughs> and it's like, is it like, is it contagious? And he's just like, I don't know. <laughs> like, he's fucking <laughs> lost it. He's gone. Yeah. This is a sad moment. <laughs> so uh, you go there and you follow the fuel pump all the way through town and find, or the fuel like uh, pipes mm-hmm. and find that it's been actually rerouted to behind the church. Oh. Yeah, it's just been because re- that's where the survivors are staying. Okay. So Dom then goes to see Maria's grave. 
Okay. And says, I'm sorry I couldn't bring you home. I tried, but you're with the kids. That That's home, isn't it? Oh. I'll be with you soon, but Marcus is saving the world again, so I need to be there for him. Oh. It's a super touching moment, and it's just like, God damn. I do want to say at the beginning of the game, you can kind of see that Dom's lost it because he's, like, carrying over, uh, like, uh, plants, crops. Yeah. And he's just like, I can't step away from him. <laughs> so he's kind of like, I need to watch my plants, you know. And Marcus... I mean, same, but, like, not like that. <laughs> Marcus makes the uh, note, your radishes will be fine without you for a few minutes. Like, that's... <laughs> I gotta so, check the radishes. That yeah. reminds me. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, let's see. Um, at this point, Dom hands Marcus his knife uh, walking up to dislodge the handle for the pump. Yeah. To turn it on. So, Marcus has the, uh, the knife. This knife becomes important later as it is the one that Marcus uses to kill Mira at the end of the game. Okay. So, he stabs her with it. Okay. Pretty cool. Uh, as the squad returns to the fuel truck, they discover the locusts have come after them down the tunnel, and Lambert are also approaching, and the Lambert humans are still coming after them. Oh, great. So. Always wonderful. Lots of shit happening. Gotta love those Lambert people. Yeah. So Dom gets cut off from the group because a stalk comes uh, through the area in between them. So they're on a roof of a gas station. Mm -hmm. uh, the gas station pumps, you know how the awnings, sometimes they're split. Yes. Yeah. So uh, Marcus, Anya, and Sam ran across, and a stock came up, and Dom is on the other side. Oh shit! He sees that the only uh, that they're surrounded, they're stuck, and he's run out of ammo. Okay. So the only way to uh, for anyone to survive is that he's got to do something fucking crazy. Hmm. So he hops down, gets into the truck that they drove, or well, one of the trucks that they drove there. He drives through the tunnel. Turns around and then just guns it. Oh. Yeah. Uh, he turns off con. I th I believe he turns off cons and uh, then it kind of shows him looking up and saying, "Never thought it would end like this, huh?" Oh like, no. Yeah. No. And the entire time, like you can hear, or you it switches back to Marcus and he's just going, like he's yelling Dom in the most heart, like he's going Dom, and no. it's fucking, it hurts. So bad. So uh, you, everybody jumps off of the roof, yeah. and Dom then smacks into the fuel pump. Aww. And it detonates. It actually ends up killing all of the uh, Locust and Lambit. Aww. And um, it's, yeah, I actually cried when no. I played this. Yeah. I'm not okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's see. As he uh, crashes into them and the explosions occur the instrumentals for Mad World by Gary Jules mm -hmm. begins to play so it's that very sad music which they've actually used that song in the series before for a trailer for the first one okay so it's the all around me are familiar faces song so it has that like you know very dreary sound to it sad and then um, the there's an even more sad part that occurs is after the explosion I really have depression Tyler how yeah. can you make me feel sad Marcus frantically tries to run into him, and he's like, I gotta get him out of there. Anya's, like, pulling him back, saying he's gone, you know? Yeah. And then a secondary explosion goes off, and Marcus just looks there, and in the most heartbreaking way, he just goes, Dom. No! And I just, tears rolled down no! my face. Why do you make me attached to these people? Because they, they become attached to you. Like, you play this game, and you're just like, I love this character, and then that happens. You... 
you live kind of through them because you experience what they have. My heart hurts. Yeah. And that's how the mission ends. I feel it in my tummy. That's why it got rumbly. Yeah. (laughs) So that is probably the saddest moment in Gears. History? Yeah. It fucking fucking hurts because that's Marcus's best friend. Way to make us depressing, Tyler. Yeah, I'm it's sorry. A comedy podcast, but sure. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so I'm actually going to go on to uh, introduce the new characters. Yay! So Jace Stratton. Okay. He's young and he's got guts, like you can tell. <laughs> he, I mean, I'd hope so. He's ready to fight. Then you got Samantha uh, Byrne. B- Byrne. B y r n e. Byrne. Byrne. Yeah, and she's Australian. Okay. Yeah, she's. Oh, fucking awesome. Clayton Carmine. Of course. Bernie, who is an older woman, Hoffman's wife. Uh, yep. She's not crotchety, is she? Well, kind of. Okay. Kind of. And then. Crotchety is crotchety does. Yeah. And then finally, the kind of last new character that you get introduced to is Aaron Griffin. He is shown to run, have run a emulsion refinery. Okay. Prior to the uh, like Locust Gears War. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so to kind of promote the game prior to it coming out, they did a thing with the uh, with the whole Carmine live or die. So huh? yeah, uh, Microsoft did this thing where you could buy one of uh, one of two shirts for your Xbox avatar that you create. Mm-hmm. Uh, prior to the game coming out, one that read Save Carmine, the other that read Kill Carmine. Okay. So it was kind of just like, you guys get to decide sort of thing. What? And, what? And this was to, it was to play off of the idea uh, that, that the Carmines always fucking yeah, die? Yeah, there's, there's like, there's going to be a Carmine in the game. We have to include him. Is he going to live or is he going to die? Like, it always, it was playing to that fun fact that Carmine's well fun fact that fact that Carmine's fun always fact died. you get to kill someone yeah. so throughout <laughs> the entire game cars are thrown very close to him he actually ends up getting shot in the head with a sniper what in the ever loving fuck ricochets off of his helmet uh-huh and uh which is how Anthony died uh is a yeah. sniper to the head yeah so when it pings off of his helmet Carmine goes jeez Louise what the fuck <laughs> like it's the funniest <laughs> And this is uh, when you're going through with Colbert, uh, Carmine, and Sam. Okay. That's that mission. And so it's like the second mission. Oh my fucking it's God. So, it's so funny because he's just like, Ting! and then you walk through and he just turns to the leader of these scavengers and he just goes, I'm glad I wear a helmet. <laughs> and then actually at the end of the game, uh, he's in the ra- in a raven just like gunning down Locust. And yeah. Queen Mira has this like souped up, war beetle that she flies on okay and it actually ends up taking down the helicopter so he you can see him on fire i'm just thinking like you know from a bug's life the the giant beetle guy and he's just like i'm gonna help out this guy but he's like usually a giant softie so i can only imagine that guy no it's uh terrifying it fucks you up i don't like giant beetles So, um, let's see, He uh, this beetle takes out Carmine's raven, That's and right. at the end of the game, after, like, you kill uh, Mira and everything, uh, mm-hmm. it uh, pans down to the beach of Azura that you're on, and it shows, like, this uh, boots of cog armor, like a body, laying there, and it shows Carmine's helmet wash up, uh-huh. and then 
Somebody picks it up, brushes it off, and then lifts it over, and it's staying at chest height. Uh And then you just see Grub Killer, and he puts on the helmet, Carmine survived. Fucking A! (laughs) People are like, stop killing the coolest people, okay? No, the Carmines have never been cool. They've been lovable, but never cool. Okay, Anthony was kind of indifferent. It's just like, ah, whatever. You're Uh, kind of just here. Yeah, Benjamin Carmine kind of had that, so he's like the recruit, and it's just like, no. He's the softy. You gotta love the softy. And then Clayton Carmine's the fucking badass. Mm Mm-hmm. And just seeing him survive at the end, it's just like, yeah! <laughs> type A, type B, and type C. It helps with their names. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just absolutely love that uh, about, like, that whole live or die thing. They keep playing, like, oh, he his brother's died, and he's just like, I ain't gonna fucking die. <laughs> like, he's a badass. <laughs> you can't kill Clayton. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so... Something I actually did want to bring up is, I know I've mentioned a few female characters, which I haven't mentioned in previous games. Mm -hmm. What they did really with this was kind of define badass characters in video games. Sweet. In which their armor doesn't make them super sexualized. They have gear armor on, Mm -hmm. and, you know, they're fighting right alongside the men. So it's, like, really badass women, yeah. And, uh, like, Sam doesn't take shit. Love that. She consistently pokes fun at Baird. Like, there's so many times that it's just like, do you, like, she's talking to Carmine mm-hmm. and she's just like, you're quiet. And he's like, somebody has to with Baird yapping all the time. And she's <laughs> like, I can gag him. It would be my pleasure. She's constantly saying <laughs> shit like that. To one of the scavenging groups, she says, do you possibly have a gag for my friend here? <laughs> like, she. <laughs> She just takes no shit. Can I just shut him the fuck up? Okay? Yeah. Um, and like uh, later on in the game, I actually found out while uh, she's fighting and shooting enemies, at random times she'll just go, what, are you afraid of a girl? <laughs> like she just says that and I'm like, she is badass. Love it. Yes. Love it. Uh, let's see. Anya isn't uh, in the command room anymore. She's kicking ass right next to Marcus. Sweet. Yeah, she's really fucking cool. Love it. And uh, Bernie Mm -hmm. is the wife to Hoffman, and she's just, uh, all I can do to describe her is a badass old woman. Like, she's got gray, silver (sighs) hair that's in, like, dreadlock ponytail. Oh, shit. And she's just a badass. Old woman, though. Yeah, like, she is... Seasoned? Yes. Badass, seasoned woman. Yes. She's got, like, you can tell she's... She's as old as Hoffman. I know, I get yeah. it, but I like imagine. I, I tried to say it in a nice way. Besides, old woman, and when I said seasoned, I literally imagined someone throwing a bottle of seasoning at a woman. How about this? <laughs> a very, a, a very mature woman. <laughs> a, a nice older woman. <laughs> we need to stop while we're ahead. <laughs> That'll work. Yeah. <laughs> She's just a badass older woman. That's what she is. She's That'll work. Gray, silver hair, and all. She's just beautiful. She's there for the uh, siege on Anvil's Gate, and she's there like yelling commands and shit. Awesome. So she's just wonderful. <laughs> uh, things that they did right in this game: uh, the animations. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, executions. Actually, they so. Something I've noticed while playing through the series again is you see how the executions have really evolved. It used to just be like, oh, you would like either curb stomp them or, you know, like just kind of do one thing. Mm-hmm. But 
As the games go on, the executions gets more intense. And in this one, they have an execution for every weapon. Oh. Yeah, so Lancer, you kick the guy over, you stick the Lancer on their, uh, the chainsaw on their stomach and just go. Oh, fun. The Nasher shotgun, you golf swing their head. <laughs> Always fun. Yeah, and it's just like every single one has an execution, and they are so very gory. So like I said with the first one, should have put the disclaimer on the second one, don't play these games with your young kids. Because it might scar them. Yay, blood! Yeah, lots of blood in Or gold. they'll turn into me. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, guess what? You remember what I mentioned was the worst part about the last two games? Yes. The driving sequence? Yes. There's no driving sequences. Fucking A! Instead of trying to, like, do it right, they're just like, you know what? There are going to be vehicle se uh, sequences, but you'll just be on guns. Awesome. Like, just shooting at Thank things. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> it's phenomenal. Fucking finally. Yeah, and it's so good. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, um, yeah, it kind of replaced it with defending vehicles you're on or in. So, okay. like, one is uh, you're on the back of, a like, a pickup truck-style vehicle, and you've got just a giant machine gun just... Oh, like, okay. Yeah. And then another one is you're on the submarine, and you're actually on these cannons that are on the side, and you have to defend it from, like, these Ooh. sea creatures that aren't, like, allied with anyone. They're just sea creatures that are fucking hostile. Oh, you killed my lord and savior, Cthulhu. Yep. <laughs> the tentacly monsters. <laughs> I don't know what I just did with my hands. Leave me be. Uh, but uh, let's see. Another thing that they do right is showing the severity of the situation that every uh, group is going through in the game. They show that a lot's fucked up. Oh. And that, like, uh, we gotta save the world. Good. Yeah. Um, and the last thing that they did right is they made it four-player co-op. So in every scene, mm -hmm. so it used to be two-player co-op in every game. So you could have up to two people in the story mode. Uh-huh. The, uh, what they did in this is made it so every scene, there's four people in your squad. So you can always have four, uh, players. players. And it's, yeah. That's it's so great. It's so great. So it's like Marcus, Dom... Uh, Anya and Sam. Yeah. Or like replace. It's always going to be Marcus and Dom until the end. Naturally. Yeah. So Marcus and Dom, and then it goes to like Marcus, Anya, Cole, and Baird. Okay. Yeah. So it's just like, or like replace some people with Sam and Jace. Yeah. Yeah. So it's super cool. They made it perfect Good. in co op. Like it's the best version of co op that they've done. That's fantastic. So honestly, I think they've done everything great. So something I didn't do in last episode because there wasn't, like, super notable voice actors. Nope. Yeah. There are two fantastic voice actors in this game. Sweet. Michael B. Jordan. Really? Plays as Jace. Oh! Yeah! And awesome! It's super cool. And Ice-T. What? He plays Aaron Griffin. <laughs> And, what? And it's so great because you can really hear it when he calls Marcus uh, a motherfucker. <laughs> motherfucker. Like, is he's got that class. It's like, that's iced tea. I love it. Yeah. So when you turn around and hear, or when he turns around in his chair and you hear him talk, it's like, yo. <laughs> that's iced tea. Yeah. Uh, so I actually wanted to uh, talk about the game modes in this one. Woo. Because I didn't talk about that last one because they didn't add too many, you know. Okay. So they, of course, have the story mode. Yep. 
They have uh, the multiplayer, which include the game modes of Team Deathmatch, mm-hmm. Warzone, which is like Team Deathmatch, except there's one life per round and there's a set number of rounds. Okay. Execution, you can only kill uh, the enemy via the executions. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, Capture the Leader, it's kind of like Capture the Flag, except you run and uh, a player is assigned a leader of that squad. Yep. And, oops, excuse me. And, um,. With that, uh, so you have to run to the enemy, uh, grab the leader, okay. and like bring him back while also defending yours. And the longer you hold him, the more points you get. That's it's like a... capture the flag, but more fucked up. Yeah, that's gears. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Um, <laughs> let's see what you can do in this game mode. Uh, kidnapping? Kidnapping yeah. is a good yeah. idea. I think it's great. <laughs> yeah, I do want to say all of these modes are going to be cog versus uh locust. Okay. Yeah, or humans versus locust, because you do get to play as Aaron Griffin if you want to. Mm. Yeah, if you unlock him, there's you know whole things to unlock people in that you game. You can do it. But uh, next game mode, King of the Hill. Exactly as it sounds. There's a point you go to it. If you stand on there and there's nobody else in there, you get points. There's a there's a singular king up there, and you have to shoot him. Yep, yeah, got it. Yeah, <laughs> and then not get shot. And then not get shot if you are the king. And then it's uh, another game mode, which was my personal favorite when I was playing the game. It's uh, called Wingman. Mm-hmm. It's a two v two v two v two. So four teams of two. That's too many. No, it's not. All these maps are made perfect for it. So what you do is you stick with your wingman and you try and take out every other... Twosome. Two group. Yeah, twosome. And it's uh, when that person dies, uh, there's only one life. Oh. So you lose your wingman, you're like, fuck, I'm, I'm one person here, so I've got to try and hunker down and survive. I'm a twosome, not a onesome. Yeah. Uh, guardian, there's okay. unlimited lives unless your leader is killed, then it goes down to one life. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, and that's about all the base uh, multiplayer games. Okie Then you have Horde 3.0. So Horde uh, Horde was in the first one. Yeah. Gears of War introduced that type of game mode. Uh, Gears 2 had Horde 2.0, which just improved on some of the things from the first one. From the 1.0, yes. Yeah. Uh, Horde 3.0 added the ability to build defenses. Oh, cool. So instead, so you choose a place where you want to, like, on the map where you want to set up shop, and specific areas within that selected space uh-huh. will have, like, uh, barricades, turrets, decoys, stuff like that that you can do. Mm-hmm. So it added that really cool thing. So as you go through rounds, you earn money to buy these and upgrade these defenses. Okay. So added a very unique dynamic to Horde mode. Yeah. Awesome. And then finally, Beast Mode, which have been critically acclaimed as everyone's favorite. <laughs> I mean, everyone to be a beast. So you play as Locust trying to destroy waves of stranded, that's what they're called, stranded, <laughs> and Cog as quickly as possible. I have no idea what I just said, but that is awesome. Yeah, so <laughs> insta- it's kind of like Horde, except you go through the round, mm-hmm. uh, just selecting people and the quicker you do it the more money you get so you can play as stronger locust oh cool yeah so eventually you just become like the super powerful uh locust and in the 10th round you have to take on prescott and like five onyx guards which are like top tier 
cotton years. Okay. Yeah, and uh, that's like how it ends. Super fun. I highly recommend it if you get a chance to play the game. Uh, new weapons that they brought to the game. Shooty shoots. Yeah. Sawed off shotgun. It's high power. It's got one shot uh, per uh, mag- magazine. It's <laughs> one shot and it's okay. a slow slow reload. Okay. Uh, slow reload. Uh, let's see. Retro Lancer. Very high power, very high recoil, and slow fire rate. So the Lancer is the one with the chainsaw. Yep. Retro Lancer has a bayonet on the end of it instead. Oh. So it's the old school Lancer. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, super cool. Uh, then there's the one shot, which is a heavy weapon, which you can't get ammo for. Mm-hmm. And it's a heavy weapon with a scope that, like, as the name suggests, one shots. So it, like, zooms in. It uh, goes beep, beep, beep. And then when you shoot it at an enemy, it kills them. Oh, awesome. Just instantly. And then the digger. which digger. Yeah. Which, if you remember the enemies called boomers, they had a boom shot. They would say boom and shoot it. Uh-huh. It's like that, except these enemies are called diggers. Uh-huh. And they go, would go dig. And they shoot the, the gun. Uh-huh. And the... Uh, projectile i guess would actually dig underground and uh-huh. under barricades and then when it got to the like uh, thing that the digger was shooting at yeah it would pop up and then explode so to the enemy point or to like just the end point yeah and then it would just like burrow and then it, it, yeah it would burrow then pop up and explode yeah that's still fucked up it's terrifying because all of a sudden you'll hear dig and then you're like where the fuck is it because <laughs> you do get to see a trail but when you're getting shot at and shooting you sometimes can't see them and then all of a sudden you just dee, 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 and you're like fuck <laughs> dig no no i don't want that uh something cool that i really wanted to mention in this one was uh, the DLC, the major, uh, like, big DLC in this one, which was mm-hmm. called Rom's Shadow. Ooh. So if you remember the big bad enemy from the last, or from the first game, Rom, General Rom. So it's kind of based around yeah. him. So this is a three-hour campaign okay? set before the events of the first Gears of War game following Zeta Squad, which consists of leader Min Young Kim, which was the guy in the first game, which was like, I've got the code, you know him? Yeah. That got killed by uh, Rom. Okay. Uh, let's see, it's got Ty from the second game, the tribal guy. Yeah. Yeah, It's uh, it shows him in Zeta Squad, so it kind of... Uh, He's int- alive. No, well, back in that time, yes. Oh, okay. So it takes it before the first game. Gotcha. Yes. It's a, like a prequel. Exactly. Gotcha. And then it's got new characters, Michael Barrick, who you play as. Okay. Fun fact, he is voiced by, or yeah, voiced by the guy who voices uh, Eddie Kilbane prior in Saints Row the Third. Oh, so, oh yeah. okay. Yeah, so kind I... Kind of ties together a little bit. Then. A little bit, yeah. And then uh, the other one, Elise, Alicia Valera. Okay. Yeah, just another badass woman. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Uh, it also switches the player to be General Rom. Mm-hmm. The big baddie uh, from the first game, as you remember. Yep. Where you essentially play the events from his viewpoints where he's going to call in the uh, things that ink the sky to yep. make it so those bat things from the first game, Ugh. the krill, yeah. can come out in the daylight. Yeah. So it shows you kind of going back and forth between these two. Mm-hmm. About these, uh, about the same event. Oh, And okay. then it go essentially goes up to the point where 
uh, Rom kills Michael and Alicia, mm-hmm. which actually plays in time with uh, the canonically. It, this makes this DLC correct. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you also get to deepen that connection between Min and Rom. Oh. Kind of like how uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi and uh, Darth Maul, uh-huh. how like in that movie it was just, oh, they, they fight. <laughs> yeah, but and then you go to the Clone Wars and you get to see that relationship of how Darth Maul and Obi-Wan fight each other a yeah, lot. Yeah, so this DLC is essentially the Clone Wars of the Star Wars universe. Yes, but of the Gears. Of Gears. You, yes, exactly. Gotcha. So it, it, it um while both are like all of these characters are dead now, <laughs> yes. Um, it shows you like oh this is why Min hates Rom and why Rom is trying to kill Min. Like it yes. yeah. It clears up some things that were really fuzzy in the first ones. Then. Yeah, exactly. So you had to wait till three to figure out what the I, fuck was not, going not in one. Not even that. You had to wait until a DLC came out. That's what I'm saying. For three uh, in three like a, a half a year later. You couldn't have figured that out before? Nope. <laughs> Guess not. But it's an, a great Sorry. addition to the game, and it's it's a fun DLC. I'm glad. Yeah, and they actually introduce a new, like, locust, which are called Tremors. They ju- they're like boomers, but they hold a giant mallet, and they put a stake in the ground, and that's how they summon the creatures. They don't say trim before they... No, they just go... <laughs> That's all they do. Okay. They just walk around with a mallet, and that's what Rom is doing. He's defending them. <laughs> <laughs> tremor. <laughs> no, not even tremor. Just trem because it's yeah. boom and dig, dig <laughs> and grind and crush. You know, like, yeah. They're just single-celled organisms. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Um, but this one actually does include the four-player co-op, so you get to play as uh, when you're on the Hugh- uh, Zeta squad. You've got Min, Ty, uh, Michael, and Alicia. Mm-hmm. And then in the locust, when you're playing as Rom, you've got Rom, a Theron guard, uh, the Maulers that say Crush. There's two of them. Okay. And that's your squad. So you can play four-player co-op throughout the DLC as well. That's awesome. Right? So I mean, you're at not... least that helps. Exactly. Uh, so overall, 10 out of 10. Awesome. Perfect game. Perfect Gears game. That's awesome. They did everything right. Good. Yeah. So I, I love that that's like we both had two like ten out of ten. Oh yeah. Like last one wasn't perfect because of minor things, but they we did. both had like yeah. some really epic things yeah, happen. Exactly. This is awesome. So with that, guys. If you want to follow us on Twitter. At Turn and Mash Pod. Send us an email. Pageandbuttonspodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to send in your single page uh stories and your experiences with video games we'd love to read them or recommendations or both all of it all of the above uh let's see follow our instagram page and buttons podcast uh subscribe to our patreon patreon.com forward slash page buttons podcast and you can find us on google play apple uh apple podcast apple podcast apple podcast (laughs) stitcher and spotify for free for free all right guys uh, we'll hope to see you next time with the third book in the Alice in Zombieland series. In the fourth Gears game. All right. Keep on turning those pages. And mashing those buttons. Uh, bye. 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 bye.